buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher here from Remax. I am from Florida, Jim Ronding, and Gary is living in the Twin Ports, of course. Gary, how are you this afternoon? Well, Jim, we're doing just fine up here in the Twin Ports. I mean, it's the weather's beautiful. The um, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, a wild time. I think the market has eased up a little bit. Um, and I was reading an article about... Um, real estate and and the general nature of it across the country and they basically have, are are saying the same thing is that it's easing up but there there were a couple of spots across the country that they're saying it's still white hot and one of them was in Florida Sarasota Florida was was just a white hot market uh, along yep. with another uh, place in North Carolina so um i i, I think it's good that this this market is slowing up and maybe not slowing up as the word but easing up and and you're not seeing as many off com, comp, competing offers on any given property, but uh, how's your market doing down there? Well, first of all, I'm all, I'm about seventy miles south of Sarasota in uh, Punta Gorda, so that the both are on the Gulf Coast of uh, Florida. Sarasota is probably about thirty miles south of Tampa. Um, and yeah, that's actually um, in our multiple listing service. Sarasota is, and so is actually Tampa. It's a really large multiple listing service. Um, and I would say that we're probably in the same boat as Sarasota. It's just, it's just lighting. Everything is lighting up. I, I did see a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say a lull, but I would say inventory coming on the market. Um, you know, and uh, it, it, it's a nice change. The inventory is there for, you know, I've got some houses that I've been sending to people that have been on the market for four days already. Jeez, you know, that's unheard of. Um, but I am, I'm actually working with a couple from the Twin Ports who are moving down here. And um, the first three houses that I was going to go through for them to take a peek at, um, you know, just to, to kind of report back and maybe even do a video tour with them on a phone. Uh, they went pending before I could get my showing um, confirmed. And actually, I got one of them confirmed and they called me back and said, yeah, we just sold it. So, I mean, that kind of stuff is happening all the time um, down here. And I know it's probably happening up there as well, too. So it's 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 crazy, crazy, crazy market. Well, still is still is active. And uh uh, you know, I think it's, I was curious as we got into the July 4th holiday, how the market was going to respond after we got through that. Cause I had noticed a definite easing of, of that leading up into that holiday. And so I think it's, it's become a little bit more active. I mean, I'm getting calls in, in, in those types of things, but I still think overall the market has slowed up a little bit, you know, where I think some people just got really sick of it, sick of competing and writing offer after offer after offer and, and yeah. not getting it. And I think they just said, hey, I'm going to wait. I'll wait till the fall. And um, I, yeah, I've seen that too. A couple of people have said, you know, I just want to take a break, you know, and uh, I don't want to think about houses. 
<laughs> you know, and I think you're probably hearing the same thing, right? I mean, it's like it, they lose out on these places, and it's it's uh, it's it's tolling on on your emotions. It takes it it takes a toll, and I, I think that people just have to take a break for their own sense of mind, and I don't blame them. Yeah. Well, Jim, I had my first issue with a property that I was lucky enough to get. The buyers wrote an offer on, not subject to an inspection. We did the appraisal language where they'd pay the difference on the appraisal, and um, they paid quite a bit over the list price for this place. They got it, and we closed on it, and I got a call that afternoon, and they said, hey, there's something wrong with our electrical. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And um, I was able to provide them with the name of an electrician. The electrician came out and said, hey, your um, line, your underground electrical line from the pole to the house is bad. And they're like, what? And he said, yeah, it's there's something wrong with that underground line. Um, and he also went on to say, you know, these things just don't happen overnight. And so I think that the buyers, obviously, and I was communicating with the other agent and was getting good communication back. And so um, just trying to figure out what happened. You know, they had to get a temporary fix for their electrical, you know, but um, and the work it is, you know, could be several weeks out before they can get it actually repaired. But they still haven't identified what the actual problem is. So trying to figure out what the problem is and what the cost estimate is going to be is is. Uh, uh, you know, it's still hanging out there. So, but you know, it was a nice house, and people were so happy, and they got it. And then you get these calls, and and you know, we've been talking about this. You know, yeah. what's going to happen? You know, we're doing these things with no inspections. Are you going to start to see some litigation, that type of stuff? And and I, I don't think with that we're, you know, we have enough data to, to go by. With you know, hey, are people having problems after this? Are people trying to you know negotiate with sellers? But um, here's a firsthand account on one where you know, and that's an unusual situation. First of all, you know, where you get a power line from the pole to the house that something's happened to it, and right. so um, and so you know, one of the um, uh, oh, is this is this above ground or below ground? No, this is an underground electrical cable. Underground, yeah. I thought you said that, yeah. So, when, in your communications, and then you know, I guess I, I understand that since this is still happening, you, you maybe you don't know the answer, or don't want to answer. But uh, is the seller taking any responsibility, or are they just saying, well, you you bought it like it is, or I mean, uh, did they did they buy it as is, or just without inspection? Oh, they bought it. Without an inspection, they didn't make the okay. subject to an inspection. And um, as of right now, there's not a lot of like, "Hey, we didn't have any problems." I think everybody's just trying to assess first of all, what's the problem, where is the problem, and then once all that is figured out, um, you know, what's what's the cost estimate to fix this? So we don't really have a lot of of back and forth going on gotcha. yet. I think these people are just they've got to get in the house. They both have jobs. They, you know, the wife works remotely, and so she has to have her computer up. The husband's oh, yeah. working um, uh, remotely as well. And so, you know, I think until we get a lot of the information and are able to assess really what the issue sure. is, we can't sit down well, and start to say, hey, what's, how are we going to yeah. all fix this, you know? 
But even if it wasn't as is sale, which it wasn't, the seller would still have to disclose any defects that they were aware of. Sure, absolutely. Um, and so, um, hmm, yeah, that's. I'll tell you what. That's that's a that's a hard one to get by. You know, um, I'm interested to see what's going to be the result of this. But uh, wow. Well, I'll uh, keep you in the loop on this one, and, and once we have it all resolved. But uh, boy, oh boy, it's starting to rear its ugly head with with these types of things. And 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 again, I haven't heard anything from other agents with this type of stuff, but it's certainly happened now. And uh, uh, how it ultimately gets resolved, you know, we don't know yet. So, but uh, yeah. So, Gary, we've got like uh, four minutes left in this segment, and I know we wanted to talk about other things, but yep. instead of doing that. I want to talk about the difference in this situation for Minnesota and Wisconsin to Florida. Okay. And I can do that in four minutes. So the, the contracts that they have, they have, they have um, seller warrantied contracts kind of like, um, you know, with, uh, you know, certain indications that go beyond, but they also have as is contracts, which is different than, um, what is used in Wisconsin and Minnesota. And, and although there are two different forms, um, similar, one is similar to the one that's in Wisconsin and Minnesota, um, being that, you know, I mean, if you don't disclose things, you could be in trouble. Um, the as-is contract, they still fill out a disclosure. The buyer has 10 days, uh, and, I, and I'm pretty sure it's business days, to get their home inspection done. Um, and it's it, it's nothing that you write in contract. The home inspection is there. If you wanted to go without a home inspection, you literally have to cross the whole language out. Um, but in that 10 day period, they have their home inspection or they don't have their home inspection. But that 10 day window is a time that they can cancel without any reason. The buyer can cancel on the seller without any reason given whatsoever. Once that 10 days is gone, it becomes a hard offer and the rest of the transaction is as is, um, you know, kind of like a caveat M tour buyer um, with the with the uh, assistance of a home inspection. So it's quite a bit different. And that is the contract that everybody down here seems to use. Well, are they, are, but are they, with all the competition, are they waiving these inspection rights? I mean, how is, how is that working? Like we're doing up yeah. here is, you know, right. waiving that. I mean, is it working the same way? I, I think some of them are. Um, <clears throat> I haven't, um, I, I just, I'm so strong to, you know, I, I, I shouldn't say that, but I've had buyers that I haven't had anybody that's been bold enough yet. They've, they're cash buyers, but they haven't been bold enough yet to say, I'll waive the inspection. But I, I, you know, in, in writing, but I have had two sales where they decided not to do the inspection, you know, against my against my advice. Um, and, uh, you know, those people seem to be doing fine. But, you know, uh, it's, it's the buyer's choice. And a lot of them are very bold down here. Very bold. So. Well, and I know Wisconsin is a little bit different where, you, you know, if you if if you do do your inspection, you know, unlike Minnesota, for example, where if you do your inspection and you want to cancel, you can cancel. Where in Wisconsin, you you know, there's a a clause in the in the purchase agreement that says that the seller would have the right to satisfy those things. To cure, yeah, yeah. So the buyer can choose. They can say the seller will have the right to cure, or the seller will have not the right to cure. So if if the if the in Wisconsin, if the buyer decides that ah, I don't want them to be able to fix it, then they do have that I can cancel. 
um, if they allow the buy, the seller to fix any things that are wrong in the inspection, then they have to they have to hang in there if the seller says they're going to do it. So yeah. Hey Gary, we're coming up on our first break here, so folks are tuned in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we will be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Uh, folks, I'm in Punta Gorda, Florida, which is right down by Fort Myers. Uh, living here full time now. I don't live in the Twin Ports, although I do visit frequently. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me at my same number. It's a 218-348-7653, and I can help you with any transaction um, that you that you want to contemplate in the state of Florida. And Gary, why don't you give out your phone number? Folks, you can reach me at 218-390-0615. And I want to put a quick shout out there to anybody that may be considering selling a lake property if you have a lot. Uh, riverfront property. I have some buyers that are looking for those specific types of properties. And uh, so again, I'm at 218-390-0615 if you have anything like that for sale. Ah, yes. Lake properties. Boy, that it's uh time of the year to be at the lake, isn't it? Lake, the river, whatever. I mean, it's yeah, exactly. uh, just being by some type of moving water is something that's really important to them. So uh, interesting. But Jim, listen, I want to talk a little bit about something that's going on in the city of Duluth that just it's really starting to crank up and it's been it's been ongoing where this builder's been building these condo townhome uh properties uh, on London Road basically between 36th and 40th Avenue East. This is on the upper yeah. side of London Road. Um and and they've built two dwellings already and it's a total of 3 units. Um, and last week, this thing really kicked into high gear. And, um, you know, they went out and they clear cut. If you, if anybody's familiar with the upper side of London Road mm-hmm. between 36th and 40th, it was all full of trees. You know, it's yeah, just. Yeah, it was a forest. It, well, I mean, it, was, it was, you know, yeah, and it was all yeah, tax exactly. forfeit land a few years ago. It sold. Um, and this developer bought it and he's been slowly but surely, you know, building these properties. And last week they clear cut all that land. They opened it all up, and uh, this week they're leveling it out. They got a big dozer in there. It's it's like uh, the show Gold Rush, where they're leveling out this land and oh, yeah. uh, uh, removing all the uh, overburden, as they call it in Alaska, and uh, uh, getting this thing leveled so they can put more dwellings in there. And I, th- I, you know, the sign says they're going to put in like seventeen of those dwellings. And wow. so, you know, ultimately what this looks like, I don't know. And they've got one curve cut there so far with the two units that are completed. And they've got some rock into where it looks like another curb cut is going to go. But they haven't cut it yet. And so getting this heavy equipment in there and with all the traffic that is on London Road. That's what I, yeah. It, it's just, exactly. it, it's... I, I, I don't know. Especially that part of London that Road. That part of I mean, London Road is crazy, especially in the morning. It's like uh, you go from a from a, a two lane, you know, coming from downtown, and it gets all siphoned down into that exact area, and you're going to have a curb cut there. I mean, <laughs> and that, you know, initially wow. we heard that they were only going to allow two curb cuts for that um, project. Now I don't know if they're going to allow more than that, but they certainly should. And and wow. what this is going to do to the traffic, you know, the the um, the cooperative that was just built there on 39th on the lower side and on the lake side, the Zavago, yeah. Zavago or whatever they called it, 
Um, I really, really like what they did with the driveway there because I was concerned about, you know, when you come out of your driveway, if you're going to go west on London Road, sometimes you have to sit in your driveway for several minutes on high peak traffic. And what they did there is they, they only, you know, when you come out, you have to go east. And when you come in, you have to come in from the west. You can't. They put a little median in that driveway. And I really like that. Uh, the yep. way they did that there, but they don't have that option uh, on the townhomes. They've got these straight driveways, and I, I ultimately, I, I don't know what this is going to look like traffic-wise. But boy, oh boy, I got to believe, like especially in the morning, before people are when people are going to work, it's a one lane there, and there's so much traffic. And then, like at, on 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 a Sunday afternoon, everybody's coming back from their lake or, you know, whatever. The traffic is like incredible on a Sunday afternoon coming westbound on London Road. And so ultimately what this looks like, I don't know. And then the other thing, Jim, about this is there's a stretch from 36th to like 39th on that upper northern lane on London Road, on the upper side of the road, that it's got some drainage issues. And during the snow melt or if we get heavy rains, that that lane is like saturated with water for right. two, three, yeah, four days. And sometimes when the snow is melting, it, it could be a couple of weeks. And so, so I, if, wonder, I hope they if, fix that drainage issue. And yeah. um, uh, you I, know. Do you think they're going to have like complete a road redo there because of this? Well, or? they're going to redo London Road. They're, it's scheduled for a resurfacing, I think, in 2025. But I've also heard that they're going to put a roundabout at 40th Avenue East. Really? Yeah. And so uh, they've got to do something because the London Road Corridor yep. is like crazy. And and this is the primary uh, access from Duluth to Canada. I mean, exactly. that's, that's the roadway. And everybody well, going to Canada that way. They're coming down on the road, and if they're coming back, so this is a big issue, and and it's not getting better. And the traffic issues are immense. And I've seen people trying to cross London Road, Jim, on thirty second or thirty sixth, fortieth. You right. have the light, but that's the only light. That's the only controlled right. intersection, and it is a scary thing. Right. I mean, sometimes if you if you want to go right, you're going to have to go left and, 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 you know, and then turn turn up a side street and come back around. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it is. it's just too much. You can't you're not going to be able to cross. Um, wow. You know, there's a developer down here and, and they're they're annexing another like 400 acres onto an additional to an existing site. And part of their development deal is they're going to pay like $30 million in road improvements. So they're going to pay the county. Um, The county is going to do it themselves, but they're being reimbursed by this development. And that's the first time I've ever heard anything like that. Um, You know, I don't know if you've ever heard anything like that, but I mean, that's amazing. You know, that participation. Yeah. Well, uh, the numbers must be working if they can do that. Yeah. So uh, next time I come up there, I have to go back that way because I, I that's just going to look so weird with all those trees gone. I mean, it was like a literal forest. Yep. And one other thing before we move on, tax forfeit. This property went tax forfeit. That's now, that was a unreal. few years ago, but they had all know, of. But t- that's unreal. Oh my gosh! I mean, who couldn't have sold that? You know. Um, it's just amazing sometimes what, what happens with properties and going back for 
non-payment of taxes or 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 repossession for a mortgage when the when the market will will pay for itself you know i mean it will it will get you out of that trouble so well this is a developer that did the coffee creek development up there off of trinity road up in in the heights area and uh i actually talked to him and he's he said yeah i'd be happy to come on the show and talk to you guys about what we're doing but uh, he knows what he's doing i mean there's no question about it but uh uh, I just I'm curious as to how this is all going to shake out with the traffic flow once this is all fully fully developed. Right. Mm, interesting. All right, Gary, can we move on to some love letters? Absolutely. Let's talk. <laughs> a- <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring folks up to speed what I'm talking about here. So, folks, if you're out there and you're gonna sell your house and and if you're gonna get multiple offers and the buyers know you're gonna get multiple offers. Someone will write a love letter. Um, this is like, dear Mr. and Mrs. Seller, we love your house. We have three young children and Johnny's going to love running in the backyard. And and Katie's going to love bringing her friends over and having fun in the basement. And, oh, we just love the kitchen and all this kind of stuff. And and um, they've been around for years. Uh, and there's a state in the United States that has now banned them. It is illegal to write, to to present to a seller a buyer love letter in the state of Oregon. And they say the reason is, is because it's fair housing. It could possibly be a fair housing violation without the seller even realizing it. Because, um, It says, while this may seem harmless, these letters can actually pose fair housing risks because they often contain personal information and reveal characteristics of the buyer, such as race, religion, or familial status, which could then be used knowingly or through an unconscious bias as unlawful basis for a seller's decision to accept or reject an offer. So they're saying that a love letter... um, if somebody accepts an offer due to a love letter or rejects an offer due to due to a love letter, that the buyer could possibly come out and sue that seller, saying they were acting um, in a discriminatory way. What do you think of that? Well, we deal with that up here. I mean, we actually we have um, one of our forms is like whether a seller wants to when we're listing a property whether a seller wants to accept these letters or not. So we have to give the sellers the option. We have to tell them why, and it's. It's it, like you said. It's a potential violation of the Federal Fair Housing Act, and Minnesota, it's the Minnesota Human Rights Act, and and so helping them understand that most people look at you like with the deer in the headlights, stare like what, what exactly. But I will tell you this: this and and this has been ongoing up here for about a couple of years. And last year, specifically last year, I had a, a, a listing, and we got an offer, and the sellers signed it. And then they didn't sign it. We countered it and the, gave it back to the buyers. Well, then this other offer comes in <clears throat> with this love letter. Right. And, you know, I called the sellers. I said, hey, we got another offer. I said, and they, they wrote a letter. Do you want to see the letter? And, and the seller said, yeah, we want to see it. So I sent it over to them and uh, um, they looked at it and they, they called me back to this. Mrs. Seller called me and she said, can you cancel that other offer? She oh, said, wow. we want to take this. She said, I just fell in love with the letter. 
Mm, which is completely legal. Yeah. I mean, if, there, if that offer was encountered, then absolutely, you can withdraw that counter offer. But but so we didn't cancel oh. it. But I, I mean, I called the other agent and I said, hey, we got another offer and, um, you know, I'm going to present it. And uh, they had sent us back another counter to our counter, which invalidated their first the yep, first counter. Exactly. So it was an open it was, you know, open season on, on the offers again. And they ended up taking the offer with the love letter. Right. Wow. But it's a big deal. It is. I had an interesting one. (laughs) Let me ask you, Gary, if this has ever happened to you. So I'm working um, with some sellers who are um, not emotional. Let's just say it that way. And um, I said, all right, this, this, here's this offer and here's this offer. And oh, by the way, this one has the letter saying why you should sell it to them. And he goes, oh, let me see that. And he grabs it out of my hand. He didn't even take a look at it, and he crumpled it up, and he threw it in the trash. <laughs> he said, that's not going to influence what I'm going to do. Interesting. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, yeah, so, um, and, you know, the other thing, um, I think that these, now that I've read this, I can see a lawsuit like that. Sure. You know, I mean, I can see where um, people could write that letter in a way that it would be, you know, I mean, wow, it's just, and, and, and if they, yeah, if they're rejected and they had that letter in, I could see where some, some attorney might take that on, um, you know, and, and that brings me into a, a kind of a same thing here is um, these escalation clauses uh, are having a tough time down here in Florida. And there are people, realtors, that are unknowingly breaking the law or they claim they're unknowingly because they're giving details and escalation clauses where um, an offer would say, I will pay you $2,000 higher than your highest offer. So they don't give you a price. They just, they just put that in there. And our office down here um, will not accept them. It's, it's, it's against the uh, brokerage to, to, to accept them, well, those offers have to go back to the to the person writing it, saying we do not accept them. You either rewrite this or you're done. Um, and I kind of think that those are going to be next on the chopping block because I I can't imagine that there hasn't been lawsuits over that practice. Um, and then this one, the, the love letters, I, I can I can totally see it. I bet you this is going to happen um, all over the country. Well, I've, you know, we work with buyers and buyers want to do this and they read stuff online that these love letters work. And I had a specific right. situation about a month ago where the buyers said, well, we want to write a letter. And, and, and I explained the situation to them. And, and I said, you know, you can write it and I'll do it. But I said, I'd like to proof it, you know, look at the letter oh, yeah. before before we submit it. And they sent me this letter and, and uh, <laughs> you know, I called them back and I said, you have any idea how many federal fair housing laws you're breaking in this letter? <laughs> and, read it and, I'm, and, and they're like, really? And, and they didn't know. And I mean, I had to go over each one of these things with them. And I said, we can't submit this. I said, we just can't submit it. I, you know, so they well, had to rewrite it. And, and, yeah. but, and, and like I said, they don't understand. They don't, it's right. not something that, that people, they're just not aware of this stuff. They don't, you know, and so educating people is a real big part of what, what this is all about as well. Well, and you have to, you have to understand the, the, the kind of lightning rod, um, uh, I guess, uh, attitudes that we're living in right now in the United States. I mean, the, the term master bedroom is 
probably going to be totally gone very shortly. And that's going to be replaced by something like main bedroom. Um, it, it's, it's just these, these words that um, they, they kind of uh, hit the Fair Housing Act from the side and you know how you use these words can can really make uh, a difference on on how they're interpreted and when i was talking about this love letter when i was saying you know little johnny is going to play in the backyard and sally is going to be playing in the basement or whatever it was that indicates familial status you know that that they're a family and and you know i mean yeah it's it's very hard to uh probably a very hard to write one of those offers that that wouldn't be in violation um, just without even knowing it. Well, it's a big issue that we deal with, and I think it's going to become bigger. And I think, you know, again, just like anything that we deal mm-hmm. with, Jim, is educating the public, the consumers that are out there buying houses, and, and letting them know what the what the guidelines and the boundaries are. That's part of what we do, and it's part of what we, you know, are charged with doing at this point. And so, uh, um, yeah, big deal. But Oregon's completely banned them. Interesting. Yep, yep, yep. So, and uh, I, I bet you that there's a lot of other people looking at this right now. Um, and, you know, I mean, we talked, and, and I'm still not ready to talk about it, but, you know, the Department of Justice. Um, hey, Jim, we're coming up on a break. we got oh, about we are. Okay. five seconds. Uh, you're tuned right, in to Twin Ports Real here. Estate we'll Show, back. and uh, we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from REMAX. Gary, give out your phone number so people can get a hold of you. 218-390-0615. And you're looking for all kinds of lake listings, right? Well, lake lots. I mean, if you have a lot or a a river property, uh, anything like that, I mean... Or even a house on it too. I mean, I have some buyers that are looking yeah, for that, exactly. and and, and um, it's it's just we're just not finding anything that uh, that they're looking for. Right. Do you remember the old adage when you and I got in the business? It was like, if you don't list, you won't last. <laughs> so we're always looking for properties to sell and to represent people. Um, and if you want to get a hold of me, I'm down in uh, Punta Gorda, Florida, and my phone number is still the same. It's 218-348-7653, which 7653 spells out sold. Um, so, all right, Gary, let's get into this here. I've got a new subject to talk about. Uh, I read in this morning's paper that inflation uh, is at a high of, I don't know, since like 12 years ago, I think. Uh, no surprise. I, I don't think you're not surprised by that, are you? Well, I'm uh, the the pace of of this inflation. I'm really surprised at it, based on where well. you know uh, how how soon after the inauguration things just like absolutely took off. I'm just really baffled by the speed of of how the rise in prices have taken off. Well, and you know, it's it, it's many things that are coming into it. Supplies, supply chain was interrupted in so many. In so many ways, I mean, um, and uh, you know, no, whether whether you're talking about you know um, cars or whether you're talking about furniture or whether you're talking about just about anything, I mean, well, and, housing and too, Jim. Look at housing. housing I mean, yeah. housing is up. Yeah. I, I heard a percentage that it was up almost fifteen percent, which is the highest rate yeah. of increase uh, in the last thirty years. Yeah, and it's finally just starting to come down. Um, and then, you, of course, you got to add in all of the uh, all of the bills that they've uh, passed through the through the government to give the aid to all these people. You know, just trillions of dollars. 
so I'm not surprised by the inflation, but here's what I'm surprised about. You and I were talking earlier and you said, have you seen what the interest rates have done? And I said, you know, I really haven't paid attention to it for a week. And you said they've gone down. And that to me doesn't make sense. So Gary, my question for you is what is going on? Well, you know, the <laughs> 10 year treasury note, uh, you know, these bond prices, they've, they really took off and those interest rates went up earlier this year. You go back to February, March and April and boy, we were just singing the tune. It's like, here they go. You know, they're taking off and all of the experts with, with the predictions were predicting that these interest rates were going to go north of, of, uh, in the 4% range as we got into the second half of this year. And, uh, but if you're watching that 10 year treasury note, um, you know, what's going on with that, that has really come down. And, you know, they they often say that that's an indicator of the economic health of the country. And it was, like I said, taken mm-hmm. off earlier this spring, but it's certainly, you know, leveled off and, and really come down recently. And so the mortgage interest, interest rates kind of follow that. And so when those are down, you've, it's a noticeable decrease. And these mortgage interest rates for a 30-year conventional, gym, they're back under 3%. You know? Right. Your FHA is, is over 3 It's at 35 currently. And the, the VAs are over 3%. And they're at 3.125 as of today. Um, but um, uh, we've been trying to predict these things for 10 years. And, you know, every time we say they're going to go up, they go down. But even even so, Jim, the experts, the experts predicted these rise in interest rates as we got into the second half of this year. Now, obviously, we got a ways to go and they could certainly go up. But the fact that they've they've they they shot up and then they've come back. um, I don't know what to think about all that. Well, and I'm not a, I'm not as undereducated in this as as I as I let on because I have been watching a little bit of the news and some of the um, business channels, and uh, I'm pretty sure that they're they're very afraid that if they spike the interest rates, they're gonna they're gonna mess up this economy, which apparently is is just rolling right along, and they don't want to do that. But um, hmm, yeah, uh, inflation is is um is going to continue to go up because they don't do this is that's i guess that's what they're they're indicating or what i've gotten out of it so it's very interesting um we of course in the real estate industry are very very happy for low interest rates um but yeah the 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 inflation part of it kind of worries me around the corner um as it does a lot of people well, I, I agree with you. I mean, your money can only go so far. And, and as the, I mean, you look at what, you know, price, the food prices are doing. It's just absolutely incredible. Oh, I know. Uh, you know how, know how expensive food has gotten. And so, and then gas is going up. And, the, and the, this is real dollars and cents out of, of people's pockets. And if you're marginal to begin with as, as a consumer uh, and you're trying to buy a property, you know, the cost of going out and, and just being able to live your life, it's gone up. And so what that does to your ratios when it comes to, uh, you know, applying for a mortgage, it makes a difference. It, it has an impact on it and, and you can only stretch your dollars yep. so far. And so um, how well, it all shakes out, we'll just, we'll have to, you know, hang in there and see. Yep. And I, I would tell you this too. My wife and I went out down here for a, we, we, this, there was a steak that was so big that we split it. Um, and I think it was like a $45 meal ticket, which included all of, you know, salad, everything else and as we're eating this thing i'm like and it was a massive delicious steak i'm like deb do you think we could buy 
everything that we have on our plate here and cook it at home for the same price. And she said, maybe it would be a couple of dollars cheaper. So <laughs> that surprises me, you know, um, in itself, you know, and I, I just kind of think that I don't think we've seen the last of uh, increases at restaurants um, for sure. I think that you're going to see a lot of new menus out because these folks just can't, you know, you, you, you can't, uh, you can't just pay that much for the food and not raise the prices. So anyway, all right, shall we move on? I want to talk about that central site and tell me what's going on. Well, you know, the new central on top of the hill, Yep. Uh, they announced in the, um, the news earlier this week, I believe it was Tuesday, yeah. that um, the school board has decided and recommended that they move forward with signing a purchase agreement on the sale of that building for like $7.4 million. You know, we had Greg Fulmer on the show last week, and, you know, he gave us a little bit of insight on that, you know, that they that they actually were working on a, on a purchase agreement. But the fact that the school board met on a special meeting this this past week and had that recommendation, boy, that's great. And that's not a bad that's not a bad amount of money. I mean, it isn't what the the a previous offer uh, had. What was the previous offer? I think Do it was remember? like thirteen million. You know, they were going to yeah, build. Okay. Uh, it was a competing school, obviously. Right. But um, uh, you know, so um, and then the the other big thing too, Jim, that I think goes along with this is. I think ultimately, and this this was something that Greg pointed out. They're going to tear that existing school down. Yeah, and I believe that. You know the the uh, the school district is going to move, and they're going to build a building up there as well, be on the back part of of that lot. And then this new purchaser would have all of the prime um, land up there with everything with the views and everything. And so um, now this purchase agreement is got like a year to uh, come together. So that's a pretty lengthy amount of time. Yeah. Due diligence there? Uh, well, I don't know if it's all a due diligence period, but but this, is this, this as it was reported, was a year-long process for this purchase agreement. But this is the same group of people that bought the historical uh, central down on 2nd oh, Street. Really? Yeah, it's okay. the same group. And they, um, I, you know, according to Greg, they're scheduled to close on the historic central in mid October. Uh, and that the tenants, everybody that was in that building has, has or is being relocated and, uh, that things are definitely moving forward on the closure of that property. And, and so, and, and then the other thing is, I believe they're going to get right into that historical central and they're going to start doing their project right away. So I think as we, as we get into the fall of this year, you're going to start to see a lot of activity going on around that particular property. And, um, um, and then watching what happens with the new central, uh, up over the hill, uh, it's, it's, I'm glad to see this stuff coming to, to fruition. Exactly. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to get all resolved because this has been going on for a it's long years. time. You go back to the red plan with all this stuff and we got to sell these yeah, buildings. What year was that? Yeah. What well, year that was, was that when they probably, closed Central? I think it was about ago? 11 years ago. Yeah. That, that, that they closed that site. And, um, huh. uh, and then just to have this resolved because I'll tell you something. That's a beautiful area up there. And if you've ever been up there, um, you know, I can't, I can't imagine what it's going to look like ultimately, but if it's going to be apartments or if there's going to be some housing options up there, but my gosh, can you imagine 
the vistas that these people are going to have. Oh, yeah. Because I got to believe this is going to be housing related, that there's going to be housing up there. And um, what it ultimately looks like is going to be exciting. Yeah. And I, and I mean, why couldn't they build a multi story building so that even, you know, people on the first floor have the same view as the people on the 11th floor, let's say? And I'm, I'm just throwing floors out here. But why couldn't that be a, a multi uh, multi-story um, building that has condominiums in it. I, I think that would do fantastic. Um, they certainly go crazy down here for that kind of stuff with the view of the water and stuff. So I, I, I just think that's a that's a really cool idea um, and hmm, interesting. Yeah. So good stuff happening, and I. I Greg has he'll be back on the show to give us updates, but uh, boy oh boy, he's got a lot of insight into this stuff, and he's he's a he's a good dude to. to uh, I'm glad that the school district has him because he knows his stuff, and yeah, he does. you know we can ask him a question and boom, he's got the answer for it, and he's right on this stuff. So he's a good representative for that, and uh, I'm glad to see this stuff. Uh, coming resolved, get, getting resolved for him um, because he's been working on this project for quite a while. Yeah, and I, I, I like that guy. I think he's a good guy to hang out with too. He's fun. Jim, so. we got about uh, 15 seconds in this segment. All right, well, let's just take a break here and we'll come back and wrap it up right after this. Folks, you're tuned in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We'll be back for one last segment. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ron and Gary Callagher here wrapping it up. Um, so Gary, um, down here in Florida, um, you and I have talked a lot in the past about commercial malls and that in like California, they passed a law where they can turn a commercial mall into housing, um, both inside the, um, building. And then of course those massive parking lots, they're going to put up tiny homes, you know, and kind of make it, uh, you're going to rip up all the asphalt, of course. Of course, and then, uh, you know, tiny homes and make it into a neighborhood and then there's going to be apartments in the mall and things like that. Um, Down here in Florida, I've seen one other um, way to solve the problem, I guess, of of nobody going to these big stores anymore. So there was a I think it was called Dillard's um, and it was massive. It was probably the size up there of like the old Sears story uh, building uh, part of the mall, I should say. And it 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 came right up to highway 41, this particular part of the building. They just totally raised it. It's totally gone because it had been vacant for a couple of years or more. And I don't know what they're going to develop it, but now that that building's gone, um, this is an area where they could use a convenience store and um, there's other traffic in there where they could put different restaurants in there. So they literally tore this whole big structure, and I'm talking, it must have been 50,000 square feet, you know, on like on like uh, one level, and then it's obviously two levels, and now they're just going to totally redevelop it. And once that piece of that strip mall was gone, believe it or not, the rest of it, they started to get tenants. So it's now almost full, what's left, and then they're going to be constructing something new. So kind of an interesting thought about how to solve those kinds of problems. What do you think? Well, I I think, you know, we're hearing this across the country. I mean, these these old malls are being, they're going by the wayside and they have to have a use for them. That They take up a lot of land. And so it comes down to zoning and rezoning these 
these parcels of land so they can do something else so it's not just a strict commercial type of a zoning they can use these have these mixed use type zonings uh, or whatever fits the area best what's the highest and best use of these types of properties i think you're going to see more and more of it across the country because these malls like we said but they're going by the wayside and what are you going to do with the land and it's a lot of land right it's a lot yep. of land and so you've got to have some use to repurpose purpose these things and so i think you'll see that as we move forward and um uh, and these buildings they disintegrate i mean yeah uh, and then you've got you've got all kinds of runoff issues from these parking lots that are just degrading. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I see it and uh, it's it's going to be happening. So, Jim, we got about a minute left here. And uh, I just want to remind folks that if you want to get a hold of me up here for any real estate needs, and I'm licensed in both Minnesota and Wisconsin, you can reach me at 218-390-0615. And again, I'm looking for some land that is riverfront property or lakefront property. If you have anything like that, please give me a call and um, see if we can put some type of a deal together. Well, there you go. And you can reach me down here in Punta Gorda, Florida, if you want to become a snowboard and smoke a snowbird and uh, find something uh, that uh, is either for all year or or just part of the year. Um, It's uh, available to you. And my number down here is 218-348- seven six five three and gary i've already uh, helped a couple of people well more than a couple of people from the twin ports already find something down here so uh yeah happy to help well folks you've been tuned in the twin ports real estate show this week thanks again for listening and uh jim and i'll be back next week